here this Christmas Eve. Welcome. Let's all stand together. Would you greet those around you? Merry Christmas. We're glad you're here. Welcome, everyone, please. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let's sing with great joy.
God is glad that you are here tonight celebrating his birth with us and celebrating with your brothers and sisters in Christ. It's the angels that proclaimed it all those years ago, telling the shepherds and the wise men to go and find our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies with angelic hosts proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Christ by
It's me, the video. It's Christmas Eve. Can you believe it? December just happened. Some of you are sitting here and don't have a care in the world. You're not busy. And this season hasn't been hectic at all. Every gift was easy to find, and every family member has been unusually kind and generous this December. But then, there are the other 99% of you. Some of you just left the house and are trying to remember if you blew the candles out, the ones near the highly flammable Christmas tree that's getting drier by the minute. Uh-oh. Some of you are getting together with extended family members whose expectations are higher than Mount Kilimanjaro. Some of you barely made it to this service and within the last 60 minutes actually thought maybe we should just skip it all together. So for all of us in here, I just want to remind you of what's really important. All that other stuff is important, but this one thing is way more important than anything else. So just breathe and take it in. She will give birth to a son and you shall call him Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. And the word became flesh and dwelled among us. And they shall call him Emmanuel, which means, which means God with us. Today in the city of David, the Savior has been born to you. He is Christ. He is Christ. He is Christ the Lord. That's what's really important. So wherever you're at, whatever you're in the middle of, and whatever is coming next for you and your family, we invite you to set aside this time to focus on Christ the Lord. Just breathe. And allow yourself to view this world-changing event with awe and with wonder. After all, God is with us, not only in Bethlehem, but right here right now. And it's recorded in Luke chapter 2. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census took place while Cyrenius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God 
for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21 we read, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And aren't you thankful with me tonight that God here is here with us and he is here for you? Would you stand with us one more time as we raise our voices in song to the Lord, singing Emmanuel. starlit night a king is born in Bethlehem our journey long we seek the light that leads to the hallowed manger ground what fear we felt in the silent age for talking about the manger and how we would never know what really transpired all those years ago in that manger that Jesus came for us, died on the cross, rose again, and made a place for us in heaven one day. And that's who we're singing to, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the great I am. He is worthy of all of our praise. 
justice at a price we could not pay. But God displayed his mercy, the greatest gift of love. When we could not reach heaven, heaven came to us. He made a way in a manger, a way through the sun. Messiah, the promised before time had begun. For God so loved this world, though he knew what love would cost, he made a everybody in church tonight boy how exciting it is on Christmas Eve to come together to come with the family of God and just think about what uh, Jesus is doing for us and thanking him for it uh, a week or so ago one of our one of our members walked out of church and it, you know we're, we've been talking about Christmas for a month now and said pastor I just want you to know that 37 years ago I came to this church for a Christmas program and I gave my life to Christ and that individual still going on serving the Lord after all of these years. And it seems like at Christmas time, God opens up people's hearts in a, a different, unique way. People are more receptive than ever at Christmas. And so maybe you're here tonight and, uh, you know, you're looking for something. Well, I'll tell you what, you've come to the right place. You really have. Uh, the Lord is here with us. And whenever you come to the Lord, he puts in your heart a desire to share him with other people. And that's what we're doing here with our birthday gift to Jesus offering. If you were here in church Sunday, uh, our thermometer at that time was, uh, I think it was 28,000. And so we're on the, we're on the march to, toward our goal. 
And this is money that we're not keeping for ourselves. We're giving it away to missionaries and to God's workers around the world. And uh, people do come on Christmas Eve with their Christmas offering to put in. This offering will last about uh, six or eight weeks uh, farther into the, into the new year. And uh, I know that you're praying and I'm praying that God will help us to go over the goal so that all of these needs can be met. We have our birthday gift to Jesus list here at the church. That, that's our gift list for this Christmas. Also, uh, out in the foyer of the church, we have a, a Bible reading record. I think a lot of times people think, boy, I could, wish I could just read the Bible through so I could say I've done it. You get the big picture that way. Out in the foyer on that little table right on the left before you leave, uh, there's a Bible reading record there. You can pick one up. They're free. Take, take one home. Joanne and I use it. We've used it for three or four years now, and it really helps keep us on course reading the Bible systematically uh, through, uh, through, through the year, and I think it'll be a help to you. Let's stand together tonight as our ushers come, and we will receive that uh, offering for tonight uh, for our birthday gift to Jesus. And uh, we thank you for being so generous already uh, to see us come this far. And I know that you're praying about your part. Let us, let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for, for meeting our needs, Lord, for taking care of us. Uh, we're here as living proof that uh, you provide for us, Lord. And now we've come to provide for you, uh, for your work, for the preaching of the good news in other places around the world. I pray that you'll bless each gift and each giver. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Savior inside a manger. Oh, what a glorious night. Oh, what a glorious night. I hear the angels singing. Hallelujah, let the earth receive her King. I know that love has come. Sing it out. Jesus Christ is born. Jesus Christ is born. Yeah. The shepherds wonder they couldn't hide it. Told everyone in sight. All were amazed when they heard how God came down on this glorious night. God came down on this glorious night. I hear the angels singing. Hallelujah, let the earth receive her King. I know that love has come. Sing it out. Jesus Christ is born. Jesus Christ is born. Yeah. Glorious, glorious. What a glorious night. Glorious, glorious. What a glorious night. I hear the angels singing. Hallelujah, let the earth receive her King. I know that love has come. Sing it out. Jesus Christ is born. I hear the angels singing. Hallelujah, let the earth receive her King. I know that love has come. Sing it out. Jesus Christ is born. I heard that Jesus 
has come now, all is quiet, a star shining in the sky. Below in Bethlehem, the king is sleeping. Oh, what a glorious night! Oh, what a glorious night! Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. The tricky clock tick tocking, each painfully long minute unlocking. The tumbly jumbly can't close your eyes, feeling what will it be? When will it be? Oh, the anticipation, the watching, the wishing and waiting to let the wiggles and giggles and goosebumps go, to find, to see, to finally know. What will it be? When will it be? Oh, the expectation, the what ifs, the oh my's fairly shaking, longing for this night's joy all year, that moment of hope so very near. Oh, but would they, could they, imagine a gift so great, a gift that compelled the whole world to wait? When a heavenly Father gave all mankind His Son, the One. Love defined. The magic of Christmas is more brilliant, you see, than a bag or a box tucked under a tree. The true love of Christmas really began when Holy God became Holy Man. Joseph, it's time. He's here. Isn't that what we want to do tonight? Put our perspective in the proper place and celebrate our Lord and our Savior. We're so glad that you came tonight to worship not just the newborn babe, but the, the Savior of the world. Amen? And uh, tonight we have with us a, a guest. She's not really a guest. She's family to all of us here at this church. So many of us have gone to Ecuador and become friends with the Gonzalez family, and now Daniel and Anna's daughter, uh, Priscilla, I just had a blank moment there. <laughs> Priscilla has uh, come to, uh, to the States here, and she's going to Word of Life Bible Institute, and she's growing in her faith, growing in the Lord. And I was uh, down there in Ecuador. Um, she, she's here now, uh, in, here on Christmas break, hanging out with a number of people in the church. And, but uh, one of the things that happened last year while we were visiting, I said, just kind of asking all the differences between the countries, I said, tell me a little bit about Christmas. And we had this great conversation. So I, I'd like to bring you in on that conversation. So let's welcome her to this evening, shall we? Priscilla, tell us, uh, what is Christmas in general like in Ecuador? Well, Christmas in Ecuador is like really big. People do gifts and like it's about Santa Claus and like the kids write the letters to Santa asking for the what they want. Um, there's a special thing they do, um, mostly Catholics. They start um, nine days before Christmas and they go around to like their neighbors' houses and they go like and sing Christmas carols and stuff. They do it like nine days before. Then Christmas night they wait until meet midnight to eat. It's like and the whole family gathers in and, and they eat together. Normally turkey or um, pork, but it's like the whole family, and then like they open gifts like at midnight. It's like pretty big. So it's a pretty big deal. The gift thing, you know, we thought that was just something that we do here in America, you know. Uh, we go overseas and we go on the mission trips, and, and we do. We work with a lot of people that are in uh, poor and needy conditions, but they have a, a culture there that's similar to ours, and and where a lot of people are just giving gifts. So, so um, tell us a little bit about what. You know, do, do people just buy one gift, or is it like, is gifts a big deal? It's, it's really big. People, like, make lines, and, and the malls are a mess. Like, you don't want to go. You don't even want to put a foot in there because it's so bad. They just, like, go crazy, and kids, like, ask for a bunch of stuff, and their parents go crazy trying to get everything they want. 
and not only like kids even like teenagers kids my age they just ask for so much stuff on Christmas and like and sometimes they get mad if they don't get it and stuff like that so it's like a pretty big deal so they get mad if they don't get their gift yeah sound familiar anybody you know that that happens from time to time and uh, you know we're trying to work so hard to make these gifts and and to make Christmas be so special for our families. And it, it is kind of a fun time, and we, we do enjoy this. But one thing I, I asked Priscilla, I said, Priscilla, what, what does your family do for Christmas? And this is where I was just, I stood in amazement and, and awe of what she said here. My family, we never did gifts. And if we did, it was like little things. Like I remember one time my brother gave me a little plastic whistle. And I was so happy because we weren't used to like getting gifts. And I was like, wow, my brother thought about me and he got me a little plastic whistle. Um, but what we used to do is we would go to the downtown, down in Quito. And there was a building where around 300 people would gather Christmas night. Um, and they would sleep out on the street because they were either poorless, or they were uh, poor or homeless. So we would make food and we would go. I would bring my violin and I would like play a song. We would sing with them, and my dad would tell them the Christmas story. And I remember one time, there was this one guy whose shoes, like, his shoes were messed up. They had holes everywhere. And my brother had just gotten new shoes, and he, like, took them off and gave them to the guy. And my brother, my, my dad looked at my brother, and he was like, are you sure those are your new shoes? Like, you picked them. And he was like, yeah, I don't need them as much as he does. So it's like my parents wanted us to think of Christmas as more as giving others than receiving. So that was that was what your family did. You didn't. So you didn't wake up to a tree filled with gifts. Not at all. And it wasn't because they didn't like the gifts. It was why. Because they wanted us to think Christmas is not about me. It's not. It, it doesn't go around me. It, it wasn't my birthday. It's Jesus's birthday. So they wanted us to like focus and try to share with others. Because like Jesus came here to like do something for me so I can do something for others like I don't need to receive I can give to others isn't that, isn't that exciting and she grew up with this 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 idea of Christmas wasn't about what's under the tree it was what Jesus did for her and, and as I heard that I thought wow how much easier that would be than than all the all the pressure we're putting into this week into this month. You know, if you look around our country, since we put down our fork at the Thanksgiving table, the people have been going mad. We haven't even, Black Friday starts on Thursday, on Thanksgiving, and it's like everything's out of control because we're trying to make everything so perfect. And we keep trying to go back and, and, and make, make this special Christmas. I know at our house, we keep going back, and I, I keep wanting to reach back into yesterday. I reach back into my own childhood. I, I reach back into my kids' childhood. You know, my, I have teenagers now, and there's no such thing as a perfect Christmas for them, right? Uh, they, they have expectations of Christmas, and mom and dad have expectations of Christmas. And it's just not like it was when they were little kids, and, and we had cookies and, and milk by the fireplace. Now the cookies and milk are by my place. <laughs> And it's just like everything's changed. Everything is so different because I, I, I keep wanting them to have something special. The other day we were down at a place in Pittsburgh that we had went to for um, memories yearly. And it was like, wow, times have changed. But they're growing and they're going to make their own memories. And, and life is different, but I don't go back and try and manufacture something because this is all about what Jesus is doing now. You know, that verse that Pastor Al read earlier from Matthew 1.23 said that the virgin would come forth and be with child and give birth to a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. You know, I think what Priscilla learned growing up was God with us. Isn't that what you learned? And she learned, and, and I asked you, Priscilla, did you ever feel left out, like you missed something because you didn't have all these gifts under the tree? Not really. My friends at school, they were like, when we would go back, they'll be like, what did you get for Christmas? And they'll be like telling what they got. And I was like, I didn't get anything. And they were like, why? And I was like, because I got something more important. I got to share my Christmas with others. Last year, what did you do on Christmas Day? Last year, we went to the camp and the orphanage. There's like this one orphanage we work with. Um, Forty kids came to us. 
and we spend Christmas with them. It was, <laughs> it was my favorite because we had, we did songs, we danced, and it was like having kids that don't have a family. We got to be their family for Christmas, and we got to share like Christmas meal and like just like loving on them. Isn't that exciting? And she found the deeper meaning, Emmanuel, God with us. And I want you to think tonight that about what that means. If God is with us, if God is with you tonight. That all the ex- the expectations, the hopes, and all these things that we put into this, God will meet your need. Isn't that exciting? Because this stuff is so temporary. What we do on this earth, and and we and we're trying to make this holiday. We want all this to go well, and, and we we want our kids. We want memories, and you know what? God has everything. Is a new day. The Bible says that His mercies are new every morning. And so my walk with God is exciting because God is with me. And tonight I want to encourage you. Is God with you? Do you have Him in your life? Emmanuel, God with us. You know, if God is with you, you're no longer lonely. You may be by yourself but God is with you. There may not be any physical person, but you're never alone because God is with you. And as the times change and, and your expectations don't get met and all these different things that we deal with, God says that He wants to meet your need. And only He can do that. He doesn't promise to change your circumstances. He doesn't promise to take away any pain. But He promises to reside in your life to take up residence where you are and to be God with you. Tonight we've been celebrating. Hasn't it been great? We've been celebrating. What a glorious night. What a holy night. And as Rhonda comes up to sing this Oh Holy Night tonight, I want you to think and celebrate because it is because of this night that was the beginning. It's the first chapter. But I'm so glad that it wasn't the last chapter, aren't you? For Jesus made his dwelling among us and lived and died and rose again that you might have eternal life. And so that the temporary things of this world that don't meet your needs, he wants to be there for you. And he wants to provide everlasting life for you that starts now. Let's worship him tonight. Joy is in. 
Priscilla Gonzalez, she touched my heart. I'm going to remember her story. And Daniel and Ana Gonzalez are watching the service in Ecuador. Hi, Daniel. Hi, hi, Ana. You know, whenever you have the real meaning of Christmas, it, uh, it makes good sense, doesn't it? It makes a lot of good sense. I was uh, reading a verse of scripture uh, today at home before thinking about tonight, and it goes like this. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 9.15, Thank God for his son, a gift too wonderful for words. You know, we've all gotten a lot of gifts in our life if we've lived any period of time. And we think sometimes, boy, that's just awesome. That is, uh, it, we're so excited. But it wears, wears off pretty quick, doesn't it? I was reflecting uh, uh, tonight about uh, growing up in Pittsburgh, uh, my sister and myself, in the Sheridan section of Pittsburgh, and, and how different it was back in those days. You know, parents would uh, try to get a gift for their kid at Christmas. And uh, some of the kids in the neighborhood were really fortunate if they could get one thing. Maybe a mother would uh, sew a dress, make a dress for her daughter. Or maybe a boy would get a little car or a truck and he'd be so excited. And he'd go out into the neighborhood and one of the neighbor kids would say, hey, I got a truck too. And so they'd go play and play and play with their trucks. And uh, I was thinking that, you know, we, uh, that was normal, that was normal for us. But the great thing about that was, was not necessarily the gift, we were happy to get that, but it was the love that went behind the gift, the love of the giver. 
And so tonight, you know, uh, the Bible says here that we, um, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, a gift too wonderful for words. You know, what that really means is there's nobody that can really express to you or to me how wonderful Jesus really is. He's as wonderful as his person. And I've been reading the Bible for a long time, and I haven't at all plumbed the depths of who Jesus really is in his person because it's too magnanimous, it's too big for my human comprehension. And so we come together in a service like this, and we say, boy, this is really great. We have the gift of Jesus, but the gift of Jesus is so incredible. He, it is uh, God gave his son for you and for me. And there's this wonderful verse in Ephesians 3.17. It says that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that you may be rooted and grounded in love, and that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Uh, that's our Lord's aim in, in this world, is to come into your heart. And that just means to come into your life and guide you and direct you in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. And, you know, he's the only one who can really do that. But, boy, he does it really well. Do you know that? I was just uh, talking the other day about a young person that I know that comes to our church that got started off in the wrong direction in life and uh, came face to face with the law. And through that experience, this person gave their life to Christ and they fell in love with Jesus. And they know so much now about God and his ways and they know so much now about the word of God and how God has radically changed their life. Uh, his business is transformation. His business is changing people's lives. And the only way that we can ever have our life changed, of course, is through the Lord. But, you know, the gift of eternal life, the gift of Christ himself, is, is not like a normal gift that you and I get, of course. You know, every year or so we get something, we think, boy, this is really special, I really enjoy it, and, and then after it's, it's over, it's gone. But Christ isn't like that. The gift of Christ is something that gets better as the years go by. We keep unwrapping that gift and we be, keep finding new things that Christ has for us along the way. But you know, as wonderful as that gift is, uh, in order for us to get it, we have to reach out and take it. And you know, so the job of the church is to go around and say, listen, here's the gift of eternal life if you'll take it. Because you can't get a gift unless you hold out your hands. And so... Figuratively speaking, what we do is we open our heart and we say, Lord, I take the gift of eternal life that you offer me. Just send it to me and I'll receive it. And it's the forgiveness of sin. And I think today that this is most important because men and women carry the burden of sin around them and it gets so heavy and they don't know what's wrong with them. And it really starts to torture them. It tortures their conscience. But when we are bathed in the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, this is what he does. He cleanses our conscience, and it's a miracle. Now, we don't forget the bad things in our past, but he energizes us and enables us to go on into the future, not living in the past. That's what forgiveness is. And that's wrapped up in the gift of eternal life. The Bible also says in Galatians chapter 1 that he came to deliver us from this present evil age. Now, this is good news for parents of teenagers. You know, when I think about the world the way it was when I was a teenager and the world the way it is today for a teenager, it's quite different. But the good news, as somebody mentioned tonight, is Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same. And so he can take young people through their life today as, uh, as he did in my day and previous days. He's the same. He has the power to do that. The scripture says, therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. And everybody needs this. Just one last dimension I want to mention. You know, when you unwrap the gift, which is Christ, and we learn to unwrap the gift as we 
read through his word and we see so many new and exciting things about Christ, that's unwrapping the gift. And uh, as we unwrap the gift, we find out that he's available to meet our needs in life. Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches. Not what we want, but what we need. Everything we need is in Christ. And so I want to encourage you tonight, if you're here tonight and you've never opened your heart to Christ, listen, this is what you need in life because God looked down so long ago uh, even to see us in this room tonight and to realize that your need and my need was his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to pay the price on the cross for our sins so that we wouldn't have to pay it. And the way that we make, apply that to our life is by, is by acknowledging this and opening our heart and saying, Lord, come into my life. I need you. You're my Savior now. I embrace you. Let us pray together. Let's bow our heads in prayer. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, uh, remember the person I told you that came to our church, a music program, 37 years ago? and uh, received Christ and hasn't been the same since, well, maybe you're that person tonight. Maybe you walked in this building and you, didn't, you don't have a Savior, really. You've never embraced Christ. You've never owned him as yours. I'd like to lead you tonight in the prayer of salvation. If you'll humble your heart and reach out to God in repentance and faith, the Lord will come to you and he will lift the burden of sin right off of you because he paid for that upon the cross. And so I'm going to lead you in this prayer. You don't have to pray it out loud, of course, just in your heart to God. He'll hear it. If you need a savior tonight, pray this prayer. Dear Lord, I've broken your law. I've offended you. And I've hurt other people because of it. I acknowledge my separation from you tonight because of my sin but I thank you tonight that you died upon the cross for me and I own that tonight I embrace that I embrace you as my savior I'm going to trust you Lord to be the savior of my soul and I'm going to reach out by faith right now and receive your forgiveness which you offer to me which you paid for on the cross. Send your Holy Spirit to live in my heart tonight, Lord, and I'll walk with you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name we pray, and all the Lord's people said, Amen. Amen. Let's all stand together as we sing Silent Night. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant so Go to the fourth verse. Silent night, holy night, Son of God, love's pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face.
infant so tender and mild sleep in heavenly peace sleep in heavenly peace one more song what did you want to say song one more song. As we leave tonight, we want you to have a very Merry Christmas, and we would like you to sing this song with us. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be been delightful spending time with you up here on the hill on Christmas Eve. I hope you, I hope you were encouraged. Uh, this, uh, this service is on our website, I think, right now, Ken, right? So they can go to crossroadsministries.com and you can share that with your friends all over the place. They can enjoy what we've just enjoyed. And I'll tell you what, I've been blessed and uh, Anna and Gon- Gonzalez, Daniel Gonzalez has been Uh, listening in with us all the way into Ecuador. So uh, let's all say hi to them. Hi, guys. Okay. (laughs) Turn around and shake hands with your neighbor. God bless you. You're dismissed. Have a good night.